welcome to the Joan Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Vittengel. Joan is a place of truth and connection, a place to discuss mental health, trauma, struggle, and the many difficulties brought to us in life. Through my own journey, I struggled to open up with others about my difficult life experiences. But once I did, I began to see that everyone is on their own journey in one way or another. This podcast has taught me so much, but most importantly, it has taught me that vulnerable connection through storytelling is one of the most powerful ways that we heal ourselves, heal each other, and thus heal the world. I'm so honored that the guests of this show have trusted me to bring their stories to you. And so I hope you enjoy the second season of Joan. Okay, we have officially come to the end of season two. Um, Thank you so much for following along and listening to the season. I hope that it resonated with you on some level, at least some of the episodes. Um, It was a meaningful season for me. Um, It felt all a bit discombobulated, but I suppose that's what the year has kind of been. Um, I do think I'll plan to do a season three, hopefully feeling a little bit more organized than this season felt. Um, I also it's funny listening to season two, I've sort of figured out that there's another little bit of a shift that I plan to make for season three. It always kind of like, I think that the show will continue to evolve with how I continue to evolve because it is such an expression of myself. Um, So uh, I also really want to have some men on for season three. That feels really important to me. Um, Season two felt really important and season one to really focus on women and voices of women and kind of like um, helping to heal some of that uh, individually and collectively, um, by sharing our stories and also the stories of women throughout history. Um, and I've always really felt that energy of Joan of Arc coming through. Like I've always had this real warrior energy, um, that I felt from such a young age. And so this has felt in some way like a real manifestation of that. Um, while also balancing that, like fem, that, like, that, like feminine warrior. Um, cause there is, there is a softness in it, in it as well, uh, with sharing such personal stories so vulnerably. Um, So I promised that I would talk a little bit about myself uh, and what's kind of been going on with me since the last, since last season. Um, I also have a huge life update to share. Um, So basically like the highlights of um, my life since last season um, were going to Peru. Uh, that was one of them. Um, I had this like real intense desire to go be with people, um, who grew up in a, in circumstances completely different from my own. Like I, I, you know, that started to sort of manifest around the time actually that the podcast was coming out. Um, and then, uh, somehow miraculously managed to like rope some of my best friends together and we all went down and it was, I, I honestly, I don't really even have words for the trip because it was, it was life-changing, like in the most cliche way possible. Um, I've always felt, and actually I haven't always felt uh, connected to Peru. It sort of just suddenly came up last year, but then going down there, it felt like all of this, like 
old sort of past life wisdom or something was happening for me there. Like I got down there, I was crying. I was sick the whole time, but not not necessarily in a negative, like a bad way. It would seem that way to anyone who physically experienced what I was or saw, witnessed what I was experiencing because it was such like a physical purge happening within my body. But to me, it felt like on so many levels, there was like such a cleansing happening um, beyond a physical cleansing. Like there was like a spiritual cleansing, an emotional cleansing. Like there was just, like I was just releasing everything, tears, vomit, everything. Um, so, uh, so that happened. Peru was, yeah. So Peru happened. Um, while we were down there, we journeyed with some, with plant medicine, with San Pedro, uh, which, which is the lesser known, uh, counterpart really to ayahuasca. So most people know of ayahuasca, it's the grand mother plant, uh, of the plant medicine kingdom. And San Pedro is the grandfather. Um, I'm not going to go too deep into my own experience other than saying that it was the most intense experience of my life. Um, and I think that there's a lot of, there's so much buzz around um, plant medicine at the moment. And, you know, so many people are drawn to do it. I was drawn to trying it. Um, I will say though, that it is something that requires so much discernment and it is something that requires preparation and, um, space holding and, and respect, uh, for yourself, for the plant, for the people you're with. You have to really go into it with intention. This is my own experience. I'm, I'm saying, I guess I'm saying this because I think that a lot of people are going into it a little bit recklessly and it's not something to be taken lightly. Um, it's not something that one can just like do on a weekend. There's, there's like real integration and, um, <sighs> a respect really like for, like, I, like I was saying for yourself, for the plant, like there's just, um, it's just not something that should be taken lightly. That's, that's what I'll say about that. If you feel drawn to doing it, do it, but make sure you do your research, um, get recommendations, um, you know, that kind of thing. So, so Peru was amazing. Um, and then what else happened? So in 2019, I also took place in, um, pause place, which is a teacher training, um, or like a coach training program, which is in London. So over the course of six months, myself and 20 women gathered for one weekend a month, um, all of us together in a space in London. And, that was another like completely life-changing experience. Um, the program is not set only for women. Like men can be a part of it too, but that was the only year, the first year that it was all women. And, um, and it's led by Katie Abbott, who is just such an angel of a human and like incredible guide. And she really, um, I don't really know how to explain it. So her work, um, is formless really. Um, her, the three words that she uses that like we, we explore are love, presence, and connection. And while all of those sound really simple and they are, there was like a real depth that we all went to together that I can't even possibly explain. And I don't think the, the connection that was built between the group of us, 
um, we all just shared and connected in a way that I've, I've never experienced. Um, it was strange to kind of build these relationships with these women strictly on that kind of vibration. Um, it's funny because we like, well, you know, since the program has ended, we'll all go out and kind of see each other for like dinners or meetups or whatever. And it's so strange because I almost am like, I don't know how to interact with them in like, in like the regular world. I just actually want to sit in silence with them. And that's what so much of the program was, was like really learning to sit in silence, really learning how to listen and really learning how to just be and be in that presence of like, of human connection. Um, so that was absolutely amazing. Um, and then since then I've been working with, I've worked with so many teachers. That's kind of just like the path that I'm on. I've accepted that I just, I'm such a seeker. I've worked with, um, an amazing man called Bill Cumming, who I highly recommend. Um, I worked with, I did an eight week, uh, course, not course, but program, I suppose with Kim Beekman, who was on episode four. I think. Um, and my aunt, Laura Killian was on episode five. She was, she's also part of that program, but she also runs her own program. So if you're interested in her, like she's incredible. Um, I'm just constantly seeking out teachers and information and like just looking to sort of expand myself and to learn. And, um, and so, Um, this takes me to, I guess, uh, telling you about this, like really huge life change that I have decided to make. It's going to come as a shock to a lot of people (laughs) who know me. Um, so I would say it's probably been about a year that I've, you know, anyone who follows me or listens to this podcast, for instance, like it's pretty obvious that my personal interests since I went through, you know, what I'll call my spiritual awakening back in 2016, through my panic attacks and whatnot, that my whole life has kind of shifted into really focusing on spirituality, on mental health, on self-improvement. Um, and so since that happened, I've known deep in my heart that like my life at some point will transition into that kind, into that space, not really knowing how this podcast, again, is sort of an expression of that. Um, but, um, but I've not really known how, and Francis Loom's always been like my baby. So, you know, I've just kind of sort of prayed and like known that at some point things would evolve to sort of leading me to that answer. So a couple of months ago, a book very, very serendipitously fell into my lap. It's called Awakening and Healing the Rainbow Body by Jesse Ayani. And I started reading it and it was just, I was just having one of those sort of soul remembering moments. You know, when you read a book and you just are resonating with every word in it. So I'm reading this book and I'm like, who is this woman? I've got to find out who this woman is. And, um, and so I, uh, the book's nonfiction. She has fiction books too that most people read and like have full-blown awakenings reading. Um, I'm reading right now The Lineage of the Codes of Light and that's a great one if that sounds enticing to anyone. Um, she says this book is fiction unless of course it isn't. And I'm fully on the train that it's not fiction. Um, but uh, 
but yeah, it's basically lineage of codes of the lineage of the codes of light is basically about um, the history of women throughout uh, like humankind and how we are the keepers of the light codes, and it's fascinating. And if that sounds enticing to you, I swear to God, it will like give you a full blown spiritual reawakening. <laughs> um, so anyway, I get Jesse on the phone, and. Um, she and I are chatting and I'm kind of telling her about what's going on in my life right now. And I feel like I'm at a crossroads. Meanwhile, at the same time with Francis Loom, I had just gotten an email um, that same week. Uh, I'm actually not going to say too much about what that email comprised of, but um, was comprised of, but uh, it basically had to do with an opportunity that would... um, bring me quite a bit of public recognition. Um, And so that seemed enticing at first. And then I got thinking about it and I was like, I actually just don't know if this is what I want. Like, you know, I keep kind of thinking that I want to go in a different direction and this sort of takes me further into this direction that I'm, that I don't necessarily want, but it's here. Like, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. It seems like the obvious thing for me to do. So I'm on the phone with, um, with Jesse And she kind of smiled and she was like, the universe will test you in really funny ways. And she said to me, um, she said, I have an organic farm that I live on, that I run um, in Mount Shasta in Northern California. And I'm not sure if you've heard of Mount Shasta. Um, It's a very, very, very spiritual place on the planet. Um, The earth itself has its own chakras and um, like the body does. And Mount Shasta is the root chakra. It's also like where a lot of St. Germain energy is, if you're familiar with that. Um, it's very, it's just a very, very, very sacred place. So she says to me, um, she kind of, she's kind of giggling and she's like, uh, I'd love to, if you ever want to, I'd love to invite you out. You can live with me. Um, I'll teach you how to garden and how to farm and I'll teach you my work. And so I'm like, what? (laughs) I'm like, I can't do that. Um, you know, in my head, I'm like, this is crazy. I live in London I have like, I'm in a flat that I have a lease on. I, um, I have a team, I have this business, you know, um, and lo and behold, like not too long after that, I just sort of kind of was praying on it and meditating on it. And the, it became pretty clear to me that I needed to go to Mount Shasta. So, um, so Heather, my business partner, and I were trying to figure out how to make all of that work. And we ended up coming to the conclusion that I actually was going to leave 100%. So I am leaving Francis Loom um, and I am moving to Mount Shasta, Northern California. Um, I don't know for, I don't know how long I'm going for. I have no idea where I'll end up. All of my stuff is in London in a storage unit. Um, It is all very, very up in the air. And, but to be honest with you, like the complete unknown, the feeling of, of being as free as I am, as I feel is so exciting to me. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just genuinely so excited. Normally I'm such like a control freak. I normally, I think it would freak a lot of people out. It would normally freak me out to be like, you know, even my dad's like, what are you doing? So, so like, how long are you going for? You know? And I'm I'm like, I actually have, like, I just don't know. I actually have no idea. 
And Jessie's been amazing. She's like, you know, if you're here for a week and you hate it, then leave. So, um, so yeah, so by the time this episode comes out, I will be in California. Um, I'm going to Southern California for a little bit and then I'll be driving North. So, um, I don't, yeah, that's my, by the way, my sister's dog is snoring in the background. So if you hear snoring, it's a dog. Um, so I don't know how much of that journey I intend to share. Uh, we'll see. Um, it will probably be pretty interesting. So I might, I might feel compelled to share, but I also know that there's going to be a lot of internal work that I'll be doing. So I might not really be in that mode. We'll see. I don't know. Um, but I am hoping to, um, get the third season of the podcast going again much sooner than, you know, the time between seasons one and two. So, um, so yeah, so that was a huge decision for me. Um, and I, I kind of hope more than anything that like it inspires someone to make a change in their life that, they're afraid to make. Um, I think that this year has proven to be so difficult for so many, but has also illuminated so many parts of our lives that maybe just don't work for us. And I think that so many people feel stuck and unsure of what to do or where they're going. And, um, and I suppose I just want anyone listening to ask themselves like what in your life doesn't serve you anymore or what changes can you make and again like I knew that some kind of change was coming but I didn't know what it looked like so I was just praying on it daily actually just kind of asking like what is my purpose and um please show me the next step like please present to me my next teacher you know um so uh So that's that. And also asking yourself, like, what does success mean to you? You know, like there's a lot of, there's a lot that I'm letting go of by letting go of Francis Loom. Um, Not only does it feel like, you know, it's been a part of me, it fully was an extension of me for so long. Um, But I also defined myself by it for so long. It really became my identity. Um, And it became my source of validation. And um, as soon as I realized that, I realized how much work I had to do in the um, in the arena of self love, and that's been what I'm I've been working on a lot. And I've known that, um, you know, I'm still I'm presently not in a relationship, and have been going working through a lot since my since my last since my breakup, um, which I talked about in my episode from season one. and there's just, I've just genuinely been on such a journey of like back, a journey back to myself. And it's been the most important time um, for me to just take, to, to take to myself, to really actually get to know myself and what my needs are and what I want and who I am. Um, and I really feel like that's all starting to kind of, like that work is actually starting to pay off um, and present itself in this way uh, with this invitation up to this really sacred place to live with. Um, to live with Jessie, who, by the way, is 75 years old and an incredible woman. She's um, a shaman of 40 years. So she just like to live with an elder feels just like such an honor to me as someone who is such a spiritual seeker. Um, so, so yeah, so I'm going on that adventure and, um, I could not, I could not possibly be more excited, (laughs) a little nervous. 
Um, but I just feel like there's going to be so much that unfolds and um, it's going to be very, very, very interesting. So um, I hope that you loved this season. And um, if you have any feedback for me, please always like, honestly, I, I love would love to know what I do get DMs from from you guys um, on occasion, but letting me know just like what what you uh, what you think, who you resonated with, what parts of the season or what topics you resonated with or what topics you want to cover um, in future episodes. And um, I think that's it. I keep feeling like there's something else that I'm missing, but, um, but I guess I'll save that for another day. So thank you again for listening. I hope you enjoyed and sending you all so, so, so much love.